My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Conservative Daily. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about today. We have an awesome guest, uh, another individual from National File, someone who, uh, or an outlet who seems to get it right and doesn't uh, try to rewrite history like so many others right now. One interesting note before we get started, this is the second day in a row now. Uh, it looks like True Social is for some reason flagging our posts. Uh, so when, when I'm sh sending out the show links, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it might have gone through now, but something about uh, us sending the show links, I don't know if it was National File, I doubt that, COVID-19, Chinese bioweapons, criminal cover-up, I'm not sure what's doing it, but they're flagging our stuff. So I'm sorry if you guys are on True Social and are not getting the posts. Uh, I've reached out twice to them to see what's going up, uh, what's going on. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, but I don't want to waste any time. Uh, we have Frankie Stocks. Uh, I know we had uh, announced that we were going to have Yol back on again, uh, but he couldn't make it. So instead we get Frankie, and he's awesome. I was speaking uh, to him before the show. Uh, from National File, and I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit more. Uh, but Frankie, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us on Conservative Daily. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, so go ahead, because you are new uh, to this audience. National File isn't, but you are. So I know we chatted for a few minutes before we got started. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Frankie Stocks. I'm um, with National File. I'm a reporter over there. Um, you can find me on socials at, at stock seventy six. That's uh, that's across across platforms: Twitter, Getter, Gab, Truth Social. Um, you know, I'm based in Virginia. I'm breaking a lot of stories in Virginia, breaking stories on a uh, more national level. And recently, I've been looking into this uh, Kevin McCarthy FTX speaker deal, and it's a uh, it's a uh, garbage fire to say the least. It's a uh, you know an international conspiracy, the likes of which uh, the GOP's probably never seen. So that's kind of that's what we're up to a national file right now. It's all hands on deck for that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, the national scandal like we've never seen, I would agree with that. I find it fascinating how uh, how much they're trying to spin this. Uh, you know, McCarthy and a few other people. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like at the same time they're all running for the hills, but then trying to to whitewash the whole thing and play tough for the American people which is a hard sell 
after the last couple of years from people like McCarthy. It absolutely is. It is. They've backed down at every turn, um, at every every stop that they could have stood for the America First agenda. They could have stood for the American people, and they've they've failed to do so. Um, this goes back to the 2020 election. This goes back to COVID. This goes back to well, well before that. Um, Kevin McCarthy has a long track record of cozying up with these with these big tech groups, with these sketchy crypto groups. You know, he's uh, he, he likes to tout himself as the Bakersfield boy, you know, Bakersfield, like a down home part of California settled by the Okies. But uh, he's in with the Silicon Valley elite and uh, he has been for a decade, you know, longer than that. He was making trips out there with Paul Ryan and Eric Cantor um, a decade ago. So. Yeah, I think the only thing that we can be confident that people like him are down with is the cabal. Uh, Absolutely. We'll we'll get into that (laughs) a little bit more. Uh, So I want to start with uh, this article and appropriately, and I think uh, you guys deserve the the credit on this stuff because you are reporting on it. And, you know, now we're seeing with a few of these things, they're just trying to, uh, you know, present this as if we're getting breaking news today. Uh, and you know, oh, we're, we're totally going to investigate this information that we never knew before. So first one, uh, from national file, this is you. I want to start with uh, your article. Kevin McCarthy gets defensive asked why it's so hard for him to secure speaker votes. I just want to lead with McCarthy because I love roasting these people when they're in the headlines. Oh, Uh, definitely. (laughs) And I have the, uh, I have the video. I watched it uh, when we saw your, uh, your article, but (laughs) he's basically been asked, you know, the obvious question you're, you're going out there saying, I mean, he said publicly several times now you're going to get, I'm going to get plenty of votes. We have some of the other rhinos saying, yeah, he's definitely going to be speaker. I don't know what reality they, they are existing in right now. Uh, and he, he gets asked yeah. the question and then caves, you know, he just collapses. Yeah, he does. And he, uh, you know, he's been out calling himself speaker elect for, for a month now. <laughs> the, uh, the election's not till January 3rd guy. What you know? And now he, uh, he can't account for the votes. So, you know, he, uh, it was a classic moment, a uh, almost a middle school moment, the way that he literally wiped the smile off of his face when he was asked that question. It was uh, it was something. Yeah, it's pretty glorious, actually. Uh, so <laughs> here, let me go back to this before I so otherwise I'm going to give the audience a seizure. Uh, well, let's start. So you guys back in November, this is uh, November 18th. Kevin McCarthy used FTX and SBF. Uh, you know, you, you threw the hashtags in there. I know a lot of people were seeing this. I saw some of these. Uh, you know, they were using this money and used it to defeat conservatives, destroyed the so-called red waves. Uh, you know, of course, we know there's a big part of the machines in that as well. But September 27th, Kevin McCarthy's political machine worked to sway the GOP field. Uh, you know, again, in September, 2020, Washington post mentioned something about this as well. Uh, but you know, how has the reporting evolved from your perspective? Cause I know you're following this. Uh, you've probably been, been spending more time looking at some of the coverage on all of this than I have, cause we're, we're looking at a lot of things, but how have you seen the mainstream media coverage evolve on this, knowing that you guys we're reporting on it 
and now as you're trying to cover for you know snakes like like kevin it's uh it's become spin city around this story you know kevin mccarthy is out uh on a regular basis now saying that he's going to lead investigations to the bottom of ftx this is a a group that was that was running money to ukraine running money all over the globe uh, it was disgusting and it was uh you know S- sbf sam bankman fried he's uh he's on tape talking about how he's giving dark money to the GOP just as much as he is to the Democrats. He's doing it through his, uh, through his bag man, Ryan David Salome. And, uh, and they, were, they were funneling it straight to Kevin McCarthy. And McCarthy tanked candidates like Laura Loomer, like Joe Kent, like, uh, like Jerome Bell, you know, solid, like Anthony Sabatini. He attacked and torpedoed America First candidates with this FTX money. And he was perfectly happy giving up the massive, the red wave, as he called it, he gave this up for a pink trickle, and he was perfectly happy doing that because he and the rest of the GOP leadership, they thought that's what it would take to keep their stranglehold on politics, to keep their stranglehold on the national legislature. And uh, they were more than happy with a razor-thin majority. They thought they were, like in the past, they thought they were going to bully everyone in to supporting a, uh, the establishment shill for Speaker, and that doesn't look like it's how it's going to go. Well, no, I want to read a few of these too. You know, money seven hundred thousand dollars came from Ryan Salami. Uh, I like to call him Salami, an executive at crypto currency exchange FTX US, major donor to McCarthy's operation. Other groups backing his favorite candidates. You know, we know that uh, the GOP these these losers they uh, they left masters. They left a lot of people on the you know MAGA candidates out to hang. We know that they've been supporting all these you know, whack jobs and then uh, complaining about candidate uh, quality as if they as if they have a clue. I mean, number one, they're all going and kind of batting against Trump. Some of them, you know, outrightly so. And some of them playing the lines. There would be no conservative party. There would be no Republican Party if it weren't for Trump. If it weren't for his endorsements, I mean, they, they would be a, a, a dead duck already. Uh, so the fact that they're coming out and doing this as all of this is coming out, Mark, uh, Mark, I don't know how you say his name, Wedden, Wayne, uh, head of public policy and regulatory strategy, invited with his family at McCarthy's August donor retreat in Wyoming. I mean, like they can't escape this. No, they can't. They can uh, they can try to bury it. They can try to spin it around and blame it on the Democrats. They can have their corporate media types, their Fox News types out spinning this story, you know, saying, oh, here's Maxine Waters blowing kisses to uh, Sam Bankman Freed. You know, well, here's Sam Bankman-Fried on tape discussing how he used dark money to fund Kevin McCarthy's agenda and to play both sides and how this money train has gone from all over the world uh, to circle back into American politics as a, as a weapon against the America First movement. And you're completely right. These guys are dead in the water without Trump. It's amazing. After the, uh, after the midterm elections, they try to stick the shiv in President Trump's side. When the guy's batting 900 in endorsements, he's batting 900. The candidates that lost were guys that they pulled the rug out from under. It's a joke. You know, they, they waved the white flag from very early on. National File was talking about the prospects of a power sharing agreement between McCarthy and Pelosi or McCarthy and whoever was to lead the Democrats. And um, between the FTX scandal and everything that's gone down since then, it looks like uh, we were right again about that. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> batting nine hundred. I mean, it's like you you watch throughout them, even with all the all the absolute insanity and the fraud and the gaslighting that we've seen through the midterms. They, uh, I mean, 
Trump basically came out and bowled a perfect game. And then on like the last frame, he, he threw a spare, uh, yep. you know, in a lot of ways. And they're like, ah, oh, he's dead. And, and they, they're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to, while they're, they're caught associating with people like this, you have the Pelosi story, all, all these, these disgusting relationships that these people have. And then they're, they're like, oh, well, look, Kanye West came and uh, met Trump. And we can't have anyone who stands for that as, uh, you know, <laughs> within the party. How desperate are these people? Oh, they are. They're absolutely desperate. And uh, it's they they're the like the baby left. You know, they have to slowly choke off anyone that that uh, that colors outside the lines, anyone that thinks outside of their parameters, um, anyone that asks questions. And the guy and he invites a guy to uh, for dinner. I mean, that's an that's an American tradition. You eat with your uh, your enemies, your friends with everybody, you know? Well, and again, I mean, if they're going to talk about Yi, who, you know, we, we don't even know exactly how it got lined up. Everyone, It's all, uh, you know, kind of fuzzy anyways. But why don't we talk about this guy? What, you know, McCarthy's still trying to slither around. Uh, I think this was from your article as well. You have this, uh, you know, this amount paid... Uh, during this pay period, FTX Digital Markets, name of employer, got you know Mr. Salami there. Uh, like they have them. On top of that, uh, so <laughs> this SDNY indictment regarding campaign violate or campaign law violations. Uh, you know th- this <laughs> mentions at least in or about 2020, up to and including November. In the South District of New York, SBF, the defendant, and others known and unknown, did combine, conspire, confederate, agree, uh, you know, to defraud the United States, violation of Title 18, United States Code. I mean, like, th- this is not going away for these people. And you also have Mr. Uh, Mr. SBF. He's on camera saying, yeah, we're sending money to Ukraine, and we're working to send money to groups, organizations, and individuals if they need it. Or being displaced by you know Russia's war of aggression and all this other stuff. There's no way that they can escape the tie-ins with all, with McCarthy, with the overt attempts to kill MAGA first candidates, and now the tie-ins with Ukraine, this money laundering operation going back from FTX, and, and you know the tie-ins with the Biden administration. Uh, do do you? think that there's any way that they're going to be able to to make this go away or are they just going to rewrite history again as they're forced to admit it like we're going to get into on a few other topics as well i i don't think that they can i don't think that it can go away the it's uh the genie's out of the bottle on this one and they're they're gradually and slowly having to pick this up in mainstream media like they always do they trot out little breadcrumbs as it goes along and they release little itty bits of information and eventually Outlets like National File are proven right. It's like the old saying, you know, Alex Jones was right because eventually they admitted it all. It's the same with FTX. Um, you know, eventually they're going to have to admit it all. They're already dropping these little pieces out saying, oh, maybe, you know, uh, Salami was the bag man for SBF, but it's it's not really that big of a deal. We got it under control. You know, no, this is uh, this is all coming out. And uh, it's it's amazing because a year ago, they, they were discussing this in their internal elite communication rags, like the Washington Post, like they've been doing for decades. They communicate almost amongst themselves through these reports, and they've been doing this for decades. 
the uh, these little droplets of information that don't mean anything until far later down the road, and they only mean something if the right guy sees it. Yeah, I just want to I want to put up uh, you know this is another article that you wrote uh, again back in November as now mainstream media and some of these people are <laughs> are starting to have convulsions. Uh, I mean, this is going through, uh, you know, up up through the primaries. We knew that the GOP was was screwing around. We, you know, watched a lot of really disgraceful behavior and uh, rhetoric, uh, failures to support MAGA candidates, uh, all the way up through those campaigns. The midterms have been an absolute disgrace. Uh, I think the other article I want, if you want to tell us about this, um, that I want to I want to discuss is this one was written by Colin McHugh, uh, came out yep. today. And this is talking about the, uh, you know, Pelosi rules. So if you want to jump into this, because, uh, again, you know, he's still trying to present himself like, like the Republicans are any different. And like the Republican party is anything other than, you know, a, a backdoor handshake, uh, twin brother of the Democrats, which is all deep state nonsense. Uh, but they're just continuing to sell out the American people. So I'll let you uh, highlight a few points from this if you like. Oh, absolutely, man. And yeah, Colin is, a, uh, is another great national file reporter, and he's been hot on uh, on the McCarthy case too. But uh, these, uh, you know, the, the Pelosi rules, McCarthy is going to keep earmarks. He's going to, he's not going to bring back the motion to vacate the chair, which makes the speaker a de facto little emperor of Congress. You are powerless to oppose the speaker. Um, they're going to continue with the power being stripped away from the committees in this left-wing dictatorial fashion where the speaker controls it all. We get these disgusting omnibus spending bills that, that cripple the American people, that cripple the United States economy. And this is, a, this is a managed decline scenario for these people. And that's exactly why Kevin McCarthy's keeping Nancy Pelosi's house rules. They, they're, they're flip-flopping. You know, they you have the illusion of conservative governance for a while. You're still on a on a managed decline. And then you go back to the Democrats and it's a, a free fall. But uh, keeping Pelosi's rules in order is going to is exactly what McCarthy wants to block real change from occurring, to block the GOP establishment from being held accountable. Um, you know, like I said, it creates little emperor in, uh, in Congress, which is exactly what Kevin McCarthy's wanted to be for a decade. He was stopped the last time because he, you know, word got out that he was uh, running around with a female legislator. So uh, this is his big break, and he's desperate, and he's going to keep. He's not going to become speaker without significant Democrat support. That's my true belief, and that's exactly why he's got to keep Pelosi's uh, Pelosi's rules in place. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner. Of the show, they're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. 
Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Yeah, I mean, the uh, tell me if you disagree, but at this point, I think the only Kevin buttons that, you know, some of these moderate Republicans were wearing, I mean, this is, this, this is the new version of Never Trump, in my opinion. It is. It is it, it disgustingly, you know, Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a supposed America first conservative. She compares the uh, the never Kevin movement to the never Trump movement. And, uh, you know, it's it's disgusting, man. It, it truly is. It's a psyop by the establishment to uh, force force Kevin McCarthy down the throats of the public. Yeah, and I think I think Americans are 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 seen through it a lot more. Uh, you, you know, part of me really loathes even speaking in terms of Republican and Democrat because it, the whole thing is a, you know, is an illusion anyways. Uh, but you're exactly right on that. They're just trying to shove more crap down Americans' throats. Uh, in terms of, you know, the candidates that we get, they're attacking, uh, you know, like we talked about, you know, with uh, Trump's record. Uh, the fact that McConnell and some and McCarthy and these other people are have been out there talking about we need quality candidates uh all of the candidates which they are you know either directly or uh you know kind of sideways out of the you know back of their mouth they're they're slighting uh saying that the red wave didn't happen because of quality candidates uh, they were overwhelmingly supported by the american people in their respective states despite the lack of support from the gop from the Republican Party in general, and either outright lies or just a a you know blacklist in the media, uh, you know, in mainstream media, including Fox News and some of those other outlets. Uh, I don't think that Americans are buying it anymore because they they've lost this narrative so much, and now, especially over the last few months, they're revealing themselves. And I think it's important what you guys are doing because uh, you you know you have a, a lot of fearless people including yourself writing on, on a lot of these things and uh, a big win that we're seeing is as they try to rewrite history and present th these things as new information and, and kind of roll with the punches which they're not really able to cover uh, you know articles and, and uh, things that have been reported on like this they don't go away and people can can see and are tuning in more to that seeing that you know they are just playing a game and these are not legitimate, genuine people who are, uh, you know, aiming to serve the American people. They're, they're snakes. They're playing the same Washington, D.C. swamp game. And I don't think that it's going to go. Uh, I don't think it's going to go past uh, 2023. They're, they're going to lose this entire game. And 
the MAGA uh, base, which is the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest uh, political movement and the most powerful political movement in this country, in the history of this country, is going to overtake them. And I think they're going to be left trying to find a lifeboat, and I don't think they're going to find one. I don't either. I, I truly don't. And uh, within within the House of Representatives, there's a solid column of Republicans that are saying they will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. These guys are on the run. Um, you know, it's he tried to avert a Freedom Caucus speaker. He desperately tried to avert it by stopping people like Jerome Bell, Laura Loomer, Joe Kent, Anthony Sabatini from being elected. And that is what that is exactly what has uh, has now caused his demise, his almost certain demise and his total humiliation on the national scale when Speaker elect McCarthy is not Speaker. I 100% agree. I want to play the uh, the video, if you don't mind, of Kevin McCarthy, because yeah. it br- it brings me such joy. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think uh, I think the viewers will like it. This is in your article. Uh, so we'll play this real quick. We'll be right back. And I'm going to give me one sec, guys. I'm going to blast the, the levels a little bit and restart this. So, why has it been so hard for you to get two or to become speaker when you have president trump apparently lobbying on your behalf Look at that nervous smile caucus, but the votes just aren't there why has it been so hard for you have you spent any time with my conference but i mean you know it's amazing to me here we are with one of the biggest things going on on the spending and i can always count on you for the most inappropriate question but Wait, next question yes to to <laughs> we can't even make eye contact with the guy he's shaking he's shaking <laughs> up there you look at the man it's so funny. You, you see that, that kind of nervous smile. Uh, he's <laughs> thinking like, "Oh, I need, I need my, uh, I need a drink. <laughs> I need to go sit. I need to go sit back with Nancy and have a have a martini." That's right. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty glorious to watch these people sweat so much now. Uh, oh, it is. Uh, so I wanna I wanna change gears a little bit. Uh, you know, there there's a story that. Uh, has broke on the Twitter files now in the last few weeks. Uh, but again, you guys were ahead on that too. Uh, and not just by a little bit, like by a couple years. <laughs> and that is yeah. the uh, the uh, fact that Fauci's daughter was working for Twitter. Uh, so I'm going to play one clip and I want everyone to pay very close attention to uh, how they frame this. And there's a lot of people uh, coming out right now who... You know, most would consider these these big names, these leaders in conservative media, right? And they're saying that we're, how surprised we are. I can't believe that Fauci's daughter worked for Twitter. Uh, so here's some recent news. Uh, this is Fox talking about this. Uh, so pay attention to the language that they that they use. Everybody have to, have to be held that. accountable. And he knows yeah. that. Well, ben, the, he knows yeah, that. Ben, ben d- during his deposition, he was asked if he knew anybody who works in social media after Jamira for a number of responses, he revealed that his daughter 
used to work as a software engineer at Twitter. Well, they take care of their own, and it's all kind of intertwined. Twitter's where all that disinformation was. They were banning people, shadow banning them. You, you, I mean, Quick as answer. a conspiracy theory, this wouldn't even work on a TV show. But look, whether she had anything to do with that or not, I think that certainly we have to question the amount and the roles uh, that Dr. Fauci had in every case when it comes to affecting the way that social media shifted and charged this debate in ways that we we are only just now learning about for the first time as Elon Musk has started to unspool these things before our eyes. And on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most important, that's how important. <laughs> what? For the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I want to. <laughs> they're controlled opposition, man. It's pathetic. I want to play just that last few seconds. Just one more time. Listen to what he said, you guys. To affecting the way that social media shifted and charged this debate in ways that we are only just now learning about for the first time as Elon Musk has started to unspool these things before our eyes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be serious. <laughs> that's, man, that's how it goes. They, you know, these, uh, and then they, they treat it as if it's their own. You know, as if they they've made a great discovery or something and they've broken a great story. National File had it out. Uh, you know, we broke the story. Um, Twitter, perhaps nowhere has uh, censored COVID information, true information as much as Twitter has, not even Facebook. You know, this is 2020. The National File had this story out there and they're acting like this is breaking news. It's it's pathetic and it's so scripted. It's so fake. And the, as you said a few minutes ago, man, the people are seeing through it. The, it. the American people are seeing this for what it is. It's a it's an act and a lie. Well, and it's and it's pathetic at this point. Uh, you know, this is what happens. Oh, I put up the wrong thing. Uh, this is what happens when when they get caught with their pants down again. And I'm really glad to see this getting more traction. And the fact that you guys reported on this way back. Actually, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're making a big point to highlight this fact. I want to make sure that you guys get credit, but it's not even about just giving you guys credit. It's the fact that this is the same playbook. This is exactly what they've been doing over the last four, six, eight years is these things come out. They try to make it go away once they finally can't ignore it. Then all of a sudden they spin around and say, oh, we're going to fight for accountability. We're going to do the investigations. Yeah, absolutely. This can't continue. Uh, they've done the exact same thing with COVID, Hunter Biden laptop. They're, you know, all of a sudden they're talking about amnesty the last few months for COVID. Uh, you know, after they they have you know been involved in either directly or simply by by parroting the narrative, they've been complicit in the biggest mass murder that has ever occurred in human history, and we'll, we're, we have still yet to see the full fallout of that. But this is exactly what they do. Uh, you know, we have people like Charlie Kirk. It has just been revealed that Anthony Fauci's daughter worked at Twitter during the pandemic. Uh, I'm sorry. There it is. It's right there on screen. May 16, 2020. 2020. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's not new. It's uh, it's not breaking news. National File had it in 2020. And uh, it, I guess it takes these guys a while to catch up. I don't know. It takes them a while to get their orders. Uh, could be more likely. But, you know, this is another story that we were hot on the case on. And uh, as you said about this being one of the biggest extermination events in human history, it, all the more reason for the establishment to keep their stranglehold on 
the House of Representatives is that his national file exclusively published in the Speaker Trump memo from the Freedom Caucus, which laid out the case for making President Trump the Speaker of the House and to rein these people in, or a Freedom Caucus member, the Speaker of the House, and to rein these people in. Included in that is a full investigation into how this virus came to be, or this set of symptoms came to be, and how it's lethal, genocidal, Nuremberg trial-level vaccines uh, rolled out and killed off a massive segment of the world's population. And that's another thing that they're covering for, right? Along with FTX is COVID. They're all dirty. They're all in them. Yeah, and I expect we're going to, I mean, not even expect. I know full well, as you know, some of the Twitter files have been, uh, have been, you know, the, the last one in particular seems to be hinting very strongly like they're going to come out and, uh, you know, and reveal more about censorship that was going on with Twitter. Recently, we, we knew already about this, you know, government backdoor. They had this portal where they could go in and, uh, you know, monkey with uh, with people being able to see things on election uh, information. Now, we also know that there's one directly relating to COVID. So I'm quite sure that as this comes out, they're going to do the exact same things. Uh, so where is it? There is... Uh, where was I going with that? I can't find the other. There are a couple other people, but uh, there are like I know I've saw I've seen Benny. I and I don't want to speak against uh, Ben Benny Johnson because uh, I don't know how he reported on it in the past. But it's just it's disgraceful to see all of these people come out now and uh, continue reporting on this as if it is as if it's new and try to play the uh, side of the American people because. We have seen information, obviously, you reporting on this, but then other people, like, you know, conservatives and just American citizens were kind of sounding the alarm on this nexus between, uh, you know, between Twitter and these big tech giants, between these COVID health officials, the Biden administration, the CDC. Like, people knew that they were censoring this information. People knew that these relationships existed, and they all got censored. A lot of the people who got banned from social media and from Twitter, if we just stay with that uh, platform right now, they were talking about this. And, you know, people like National File, groups like National File who are putting this out were a big help in that. But how, how in God's green earth can they be asking for amnesty after, uh, after all the gaslighting that they have pushed down the American people's throats? Oh, yeah, this was a uh, the COVID was an operation like the world's never seen. It was a uh, an election fraud scandal. It was a redirection of goods and services and manufacturing back to China um, after President Trump had pulled it back to the United States. It was a total attack on the United States, on the West, by China um, and by elements within our own government. And these people are caught, they're busted, everybody knows it. And at the time that it was going on, outlets like National File were reporting on it and it was being ignored by these people like Fox News and Laura Ingram and The Spectator who wanna act now, uh, years later, like it's breaking news. They're slowly starting to roll out in, uh, in Congress and the committees, the investigations, supposed investigations that there could have been a lab leak. Well, you know, just two years ago, if you said there was a lab leak, you were racist and the, you know, the Chinese were idiots and didn't wash their hands and you hate Chinese people. That's, you know, it's and now they're saying this is exactly what happened. It's that is that should raise everyone's alarms 
into uh, the prospect that this was deliberately released. If they're going to admit that it was a lab leak, then my money's on it being deliberately released. Well, 100%. I actually, since you mentioned that, I want to pull something up. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. And this is it. This came out. I think this is the one I'm looking for. Oh, yep. Yeah, here it is. Okay. So this is from, uh, I think, the DOD's website. Uh, this is the unclassified. You see, this is from ODNI. Uh, IC assesses SARS-CoV-2. The virus that causes COVID-19 probably emerged infected humans, blah, 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 no later than November 2019. Now, what you just mentioned uh, is, is important when we, when we talk about this because, this is, again, this is an unclassified official report uh, from our federal government, from the intelligence agencies. And they, what, you know, what you just mentioned about being racist, they were on social media saying, uh, I mean, you have Nancy Pelosi, all the, all these, these snakes saying, go support your local Chinese businesses. We won't stand for Donald Trump's anti-Asian racist as anti-Chinese rhetoric. Uh, these are good people. Uh, look, it's so safe in Chinatown. I kid you not. Like, it, 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 oh, was, yeah. it was shocking to see this, uh, like this really weird narrative. And, uh, you know, we, we can't shut down travel. We can't do any of those things. They then did the same thing and rolled it back after finally the, you know, COVID started to spread after saying, and then they said Donald Trump didn't lock it down soon enough. Yeah, I will never forget the, uh, the reentry into the United States, I believe almost exclusively from China at the Chicago airport, where these crybaby leftists are on the internet saying that Donald Trump is akin to Adolf Hitler because people had their temperatures taken before they re-entered the friggin' United States of America. And these are the same people that then months later, weeks later, just weeks later, were locking old people into nursing homes, locking their children out, and killing them off. Killing them. They died alone in nursing homes. Children died alone in hospitals. And these are the same people that drove all of that. But Donald Trump was Adolf Hitler, according to them, because some temperatures were taken before people from a disease-ridden region of the earth um, returned to the United States. It was, a, it was a total joke. And the entire thing, I'm glad you brought that up, because I, it's like everyone's forgotten that switcheroo that they pulled on the public. Well, you know, again, some more, some more uh, you know, fascinating takeaways here. Finally, the intelligence community assesses China's officials did not have foreknowledge 
of the virus before the initial outbreak. We know that's bullshit. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Everyone at, knows it. Yeah. I mean, come on. After examining all, all they, go ahead. Go ahead. They hit it from President Trump. They hit it from President Trump and politically motivated action to catch him with his, you know, with his pants down, so to speak, on the disease outbreak. They knew and they hit it uh, for weeks, for months. And uh, there are some very, you know, valuable and very uh, well done reports that that go into this quite probably being uh, in, in the Mar-a-Lago documents that they were coming after. They were coming back for a lot of this information, a lot of it. 100%. The president, the president had receipts for sure. 100%. And now let's, uh, let's stay with that, that line of thought. Uh, so here's where we get into some, uh, you know, some takeaways from the ODNI. and this I'm trying to remember. Um, I meant to, to, to find when exactly this came out, but I, it was, uh, well over a year and a half ago that this report was released. Four, inter- four international community elements and National Intelligence Council assess with low confidence that SARS-CoV-2 infection was most likely caused by natural, uh, natural exposure to an animal infected with a close virus, uh, a virus that probably would be 99% similar, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, one IC element assesses with moderate confidence that first human Infection with SARS-CoV-2 most likely the result of a lab-associated incident, probably involving experimentation, animal handling, sampling of Wuhan Institute of Virology. Analysts of three international community elements remain unable to coalesce around either explanation without more information, with some favoring natural, others lab origin. And they mention, you know, lack of clinical samples, blah, 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 blah. But this is the official, uh, you know, report from the ODNI. So they're saying low confidence that it was most likely caused by natural exposure. One saying moderate confidence that it's a lab leak. And three saying, yeah, we don't really know uh, without more information. We now have a lot more information since this report came out. But this is our own intelligence uh, report. And... How long did they run this narrative that Donald Trump is crazy and supporting a lab leak? The bio labs don't exist. How dare they? That never happened. They were never working on it. Donald Trump's a racist. Donald Trump's crazy. And then they did the exact same thing and they spun it back. Uh, and, and then they de- started demanding accountability. Oh, absolutely. And this gain of function research was going on in the United States. It was going on at the University of North Carolina and the situation became too hot and they had to move it to China. I mean, they, they knew about this. They knew about it for years. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, get, it's, getting, uh, it's getting a little bit old. I want it to, is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's funny. Um, okay, so here, here I have one question for you. Uh, we have like supposedly reputable organizations like Fox News, right? And all these people, mm-hmm. they're reporting this, this stuff is new, that the Fauci's daughter story is new. FTX, oh, we had no idea. Uh, now we need to start looking at these after they've, They've played cover for the for the establishment for you know for months, if not uh, a couple of years now, depending on what story we're talking about. Uh, but let's just talk about Fauci. Has anyone from Fox or any of these other outlets have any reportings reached out to National File or to you? Uh, you know, since your your conspiracy theory has has miraculously come true now, two years later, and it's brand not new. To my knowledge, 
No, not to my knowledge. No, I there's one one publication, which is not a, what I'd call a corporate publication that I got to give credit to on one gun article. The uh, Epoch Times reached out to me and, uh, you know, I appreciated that. But no, on none of this other stuff. No, they haven't. They, they pick it up. They run with it. They act like it's new. You know who else did this to us was the Daily Wire. Um, the Loudoun County rape story, the trans bathroom rape that was broken by local news. Uh, I picked it up ran it in national file. We had this out well ahead of the Daily Wire. And now they they run around the country saying that they broke the Loudoun County rape story. If anything, it was broken by local news and then it was blown up on a national level by national file. Yeah, but that now, one that one really upset me, that story. Yeah, it, did. it was disgusting. And uh, national file also has been the only publication that I know of that's actually gone in, examined the court documents and uh, reported on the existence of a third victim of this transgender uh, serial rapist that was allowed to uh, to have free reign over the schools. Thank God. Thank God. The principal, Scott Ziegler, of that county has been indicted on um, criminal charges this week. So. So so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 dollars visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollars amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast so get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Yeah, it's, uh, justice is notoriously slow in this country. In some ways, I'm glad that at least, uh, at least that piece of garbage has, you know, has gotten the the attention that he deserves. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we talked about it earlier in this week as well. The, you know, you have, uh, a, a lot of, you know, very clearly deep state, uh, networks saying that the, the right wing conspiracy, the, the, uh, lies about the Loudoun County, uh, you know, assault, whatever the, the kid got charged with two counts of forcible, uh, sex, sodomy and, and, uh, and, and oral rape. Yeah, uh, and, they're, and there's and they're still they're, they're you know they're, now they're trying to spin it like now. Yeah, and they the kid has gotten off. It's disgusting, you know. He's he's practically gotten off uh you know scot free after a year. He doesn't have to register as a sex offender uh, for the rest of his life. He's uh, his punishment was severely reduced. All this in left wing Loudoun County, where the prosecutor is uh, is funded by George Soros, directly installed by George Soros. But uh, this it was absolutely disgusting, and that was another one that the corporate media. They didn't want to touch um, until until it was convenient to get. Guess who Glenn Youngkin elected in Virginia? A Paul Ryan guy to get Glenn Youngkin elected. When it became his campaign, uh, he rode the back of an underage transgender rape victim into the governor's mansion. That's exactly what he did, and that's when it became convenient for Fox News and others to start talking about this disgusting war on our children. 
Yeah, they 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 attack the uh, you know, and it'd be one thing if they want to play politics because I mean we know that goes on, and even that to a large degree is is uh, unacceptable, especially given the stakes. But in a uh, in a case like that, or a story like that, or some of these, uh, like the 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 COVID agenda and the vaccine narratives and things like that, they're with these agendas. They're attacking our most precious assets. They are attacking our children, and real harm is being done. So for them to, uh, you know, walk around it and then all of a sudden, you know, swing in, it's disgraceful. And these people should lose their jobs and they should be prosecuted if, in fact, uh, there's there's reason to do that. Uh, Absolutely. Like ab- ab- there's no there's no amnesty, just like they want to say COVID amnesty. There's no forgiveness for these people. You don't let them walk away from this like zero. No, you don't. At all. You don't. People that uh, people that hurt children don't get away with it. Um, so I want to just you know put this article up. This is again from uh, Colin wrote this. Uh, this is on National File, and the uh, COVID origins may have been tied to bioweapons program. This is the, of course, new House Intel Committee. Uh, so you know we know uh, our our good friend, the uh, head of the Intelligence Committee. Uh, we know how he likes to act on on a lot of these things and he's been very upset that he's gonna you know he's looking to lose that position uh but i, I want to just put this up because everyone should go read it uh ic failed to address adequately the information in its classified updated assessment uh failed to respond uh and again the latest report is a deviation from previous government headlines and the entire mockingbird media narrative uh but i want to play an event because you know, we just have you seen the new uh, the new pandemic exercise that just took place? The uh, yeah, catastrophic man, contagion. Some, stuff, some scary stuff. And why is Bill Gates always involved? Why are his fingerprints always all over it? Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, every it, single time. Yep. Every time you've got Bill Gates, Gates Foundation, World Health Organization running this uh, this new, uh, you know, exercise. I want to play a little bit from the uh, from event 201. Uh, from that video, I'm not gonna play all of it, uh, but I want to play a little bit and then get to a a few more things regarding the timeline on the COVID reporting, because uh, uh, I know we don't have too much time left. Uh, do you have a hard break at the hour? No. Okay, perfect. Uh, so I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna have your audio on. If you want to pause at any point, just let me know. began in healthy-looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care. Many died. Experts agree, unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. The mission of the Pandemic Emergency Board is to provide recommendations to deal with the major global challenges arising in response to an unfolding pandemic. The board is comprised of highly experienced leaders from business, public health, and civil society. We could be looking at double the number of cases in one week, 
and 16 times as many in a month if we are not able to stop the spread. That would be on the order of half a million cases, and it would continue to rise exponentially. In three months, we could be approaching 10 million cases. We're at the start of what's looking like it will be a severe pandemic. And there are problems emerging that can only be solved by global business and governments working together. We have known about caps-like viruses in animals and people for decades, but have not been successful at developing a licensed vaccine. And sure, there are new technologies that may help, but it's going to be difficult. I am not optimistic about having a vaccine in time to be relevant during this pandemic. So the policy crisis in question for this board in this meeting is this. How should governments, business, and international organizations allocate and distribute pandemic antivirals and medical supplies to the people who need them most? What we've seen work uh, very well in the HIV field is, in fact, procurement through the Global Fund. So having a centralized mechanism, so financial, financially able to procure on behalf of affected countries okay. can be critical. I think the second thing, the second thing is um, it's going to be very important that for the business sector, for manufacturers of anti antivirals, that we have clarity around what the need is and where the need is and who are making the decisions. I think that given that uh, the countries most affected are those that are low and middle income countries with unequal access to technology, to, to finances, uh, the UN has a, a worldwide uh, footprint, universally uh, recognized and uh, universal membership. A global stockpile would certainly help ensure more rational and... and there's Chris from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The reality is that we don't have... The Every time the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation all over it. ...to bring that together in one place and run it. So this is where I think a collaboration between the international organizations like the World Health Organization and the private sector, which runs these supply chains for many purposes every day. Understand where the supplies are, make smart decisions about how to allocate them to the people who need them in the places that need them the most, and then work with the industry to move those supplies from where they are today to where they need to be. Just to underscore the point that cooperation among supply chain providers or businesses that have huge supply chains mm -hmm. can add a lot of efficiency to the whole process. The question is, can you, through this international mechanism, really promote commitments to doing this as quickly as possible and give people a sense that actually if they contribute more, that they will have a, a better chance of protecting All right, so I'm going to pause it there. It's a 12-minute video. Uh, so first of all, a couple things. They mentioned the low income, uh, you know, the low income, who, who gets affected by these, these, you know, some of these nations. So let's, let's first of all, I want to just remind everyone uh, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and, you know, World Health Organization, United Nations, these are people who have been on record, non-debatable, found to be spiking vaccines in some of these programs, particularly in Africa, where they were sterilizing women by inserting uh, beta HCG into the vaccines. This is that is not a conspiracy theory. That is official record. Uh, like these are the same organizations that decades ago were doing this, and going back all the way to the 70s, where I mean, you can still find the research papers where they were experimenting specifically with beta HCG in ways to temporarily or permanently cause infertility in men and women 
uh, particularly in women in some of the studies relating HCG, by injecting them with vaccines. They were working on that back in the 70s, over 50, 60 years ago. And they've been caught doing that, caught forcing these vaccines, going into these, uh, you know, some of these African countries and rolling out these shots where they were sterilizing women and then they were having miscarriages and all these other things. Well, let's just address the low-income uh, nations. American mortality has been abysmal. It is worse than all of these low-income nations that supposedly, uh, you know, are, are so affected by this. And we are the country that is supposed to be the leader of, of medicine, where, you know, we have all of this technology, this huge medical establishment, and yet they were banning these simple, uh, you know, treatments that many other countries use. And we have record numbers of death in all age groups and most alarmingly in like 18 to 40. Uh, and now we're seeing in children as well. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you make of that looking back and, you know, at the history of this event 201? And then I'll, I'll get back. I'll go to the timeline of, of how this lines up with COVID. I, you know, to what you just said, it's uh, the the. Correlation that I, I continue to come back to is in countries like the United States, there was the mass forced adoption of these uh, COVID death jabs. And that seems to be what truly sets us apart from what you may call third world countries, where some of the population hasn't been pounded with uh, chemicals their entire lives, hasn't been pounded with everything that you're being pounded with in the West that disrupts your insides, disrupts your body and your uh, the, the entire way that you function. And these people still have some, uh, some basic willpower left and some testosterone left. And uh, they, they may even think for themselves, what a concept. And they're just, there wasn't the mass adoption. They tried to have it. They, they truly did. You had uh, African countries, I believe Uganda, uh, shifting over to some kind of insane electronic ID where they can track you in real time and they can see what, if you had a cold two weeks ago. And, and you know, the biggest problem in those countries is the people say, okay, I won't have a cell phone. Then. You know, this is, uh, that's the biggest difference in the United States the the population was easily corralled into it. There were people, and I'll tell you this, uh, in the run-up to the vaccine rollout, telling me, I will never take that jab. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. They can take my job. Well, guess what? How quickly they fell in line. You know, how quickly they fell in line. Yeah, you know, I, I make that parallel a lot with the uh, with Second Amendment arguments and people saying, ah, yeah, oh, it'll never happen here. Oh, from my cold dead hands, you know, come and take them. I'm sorry, you guys, that you, you haven't uh, you haven't demonstrated uh, such a resolve going through COVID. And I understand this is, and I, we say all the time, the most well-funded, largest, most sophisticated, most targeted, uh, you know, psychological operation that's ever been perpetrated on any people has taken place here in, co- uh, you know, in America and across the nation or across the world with this COVID agenda. But I saw a lot of those people too. And what happened? We, we let them completely take everything that we hold sacred. We let them shut us down, mask our kids. We're letting them inject kids. I mean, they locked us in our own homes and had, and had hotlines to call and report your neighbors like, like brown shirts for gathering on Thanksgiving. I mean, wh- where's the American spirit there? Yeah, they were turning children into the junior Stasi. You know, it was uh, it was disgusting, and um, that's the, that is the at the core of the 
the stripping away of American freedoms and liberties is the gradual just destruction of them. And then we arrived in 2020 and uh, they, they pulled out all the stops and people bought into it because they bought into little tiny little uh, incursions over the years. They just bought into them. You know, it's it's there's it's easy to run your mouth before it happens. And then when uh, when it when push comes to shove and you got to stand up and be a man, you got to stand up and be a woman, stand up and be a patriot uh, and, you know, not stick a friggin needle in your arm. Uh, I guess it's hard for some people, you know, and (laughs) that's truly that's that's at the that's at the cusp of and of the mass death in the United States. And it's undeniable. It's, It's truly undeniable. Yeah, I want to point out one thing. I'm curious if uh, this Christopher Elias with Bill and Melinda Gates. I wonder if there's some relation to Mark, uh, you know the, uh, the you know elections lawyer Hillary Clinton's That'd guy. That'd be interesting to know. That'd be very interesting to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, it never occurred to me until I saw it that time. I went, hmm, Elias. I wonder. It's curious. Uh, it is. But let, let's hit the timeline on this a little bit. So that event two hundred one that was October eighteenth, twenty nineteen, uh, and now really eerily looks like a playbook for exactly what they did. You had a month later, November 17th in 2019, the, uh, you know, patient zero, uh, you know, this, uh, March 13th, 2020 was reported. China's first confirmed COVID-19 case traced back to November 17th. Again, they continued to lie, uh, and slander Donald Trump and anyone who, uh, who questioned this, you know, support for our, uh, you know, for allowing travel to continue while other nations were doing very different things and calling it racist. I mean, we knew that they lied about that. You have uh, January, February, 2020. Here is the National Institute of Health, their timeline. So they have January 9th, 2020, novel coronavirus was first sequenced. And I want to mention that briefly published by the Chinese, 15th of January, uh, you know, first publication, 41 cases of pneumonia, uh, which is interesting because it does not typify in its symptomology uh, pneumonia. It, it, it differs greatly in many ways. 19th of January, first case in the USA, 21st of January, Chinese Academy of Sciences released a press conference uh, that the coronavirus has a strong ability to infect humans. They're running with this, uh, you know, bat virus theory through all of this uh you know first doctor to interact with a patient in february on the 7th february 12th clinically diagnosed patients begin being counted outbreak in italy february 20th uh spread outside of china uh you know surpasses that in china february 2020 all of this is now known to be an outright lie and now they're again trying to rewrite history and uh you know and play friend of the American people again. Well, then crimes against humanity does not allow that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely a lie. And there were, uh, there were numerous reports from inside the United States. I'll never forget a guy, uh, that called into, into, you know, Patriot XM. It was probably Breitbart or something. And he gave, he was a, a nurse at a local ER and he just gave a lengthy description of, they were encountering hundreds of people with a mysterious respiratory illness months before, this was uh, this was talked about. And what I firmly believe and what a lot of other people firmly believe and where the evidence points to 
is that the uh, Chinese Communist Party and their forces within the United States, they want they allowed this. They knew that it was out there. They re- obviously released it. They knew that this was out there and they wanted it to trickle into the United States and into the Western world as much as it possibly could before they had to say something, before they had to say, oh, maybe there's been a boo-boo. Maybe there's been an accident. They knew this is they released it months before this. The whole timeline is phony. Years before this, this was in the works. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.